With Uber and Lyft everywhere, why would you drive if you didn't have to? If your Friday nights are spent at home and not at a fast food or a retail job at 16, do you need to have your own car to get home after your shift? Maybe not. When I was 15, I got my permit through the free driver's ed class that was held at my high school. Rode my blue 10-speed bike each day for three weeks, taking classes and practicing driving with who ended up being my freshman basketball coach, who was also the driver's ed teacher. It was a little different when I had about a month between the classes and when I turned 16. And let me tell you, merging on the expressway with a huge driver's ed sign on the roof of your car. And when you tried to merge in Detroit on an expressway without it, yeah, that was a bit of an eye opener. But I remember we all couldn't wait. You know, if your birthday was early enough and your parents had some extra cash, you took your training early at the Sears Driving School, where a lot of us ended up working, actually. Um, me? No, I got the free version in the summer. But when you turned 16, you went right to the DMV and got your license and you were off. And that's not the case today. And it got me thinking as to why. Hey, I'm Katie O, your host for Curious Katie O. And in this podcast, we delve deep into all of my curious thoughts. And trust me, they are super random. And if you like what you hear and you're curious about a thousand different things, you know, I'd love for you to connect and hit subscribe. So what I did is I checked it out, and it turns out only 25% of kids who are 16 have their license to drive today. That's it, like one in four. Now, I get not having a car. I didn't have my own car until my last semester of my senior year of college um, because I couldn't afford car, gas, insurance, and school. So I asked for rides or I figured it out. But Growing up in Detroit, there were a lot of kids in my high school with Ford Escorts, like the small, rounded, ball-looking cars, or a GM or a Chevy, depending on where your parent worked. And with everyone in high school having sports, practice, jobs, or parents who worked, a car was kind of a necessity. And today, it seems like there's a bit of a disconnect. You know, I always thought of driving and freedom, you know, freedom to get to hang out with your friends, freedom to get a job and earn money freedom to drive around on the four-lane highways and do fire drills at the lights. Sorry, police officers, I swear we never did that. Um, But you were out, and that was kind of the point. You know, we didn't have cell phones or the internet, so if you wanted to talk to a friend, you had to use the family phone in the kitchen, or if you were really fancy, the new cordless phones. Um, But you went to somebody's house, and you got out, or you went out, and we had to have a car or a friend with a car because we didn't have Uber or Lyft. So you either walked, rode your bike, or drove to get wherever you were going. You know, I still remember, and I have a lot of memories of things that happened when we were driving around in cars, but I remember this one night in college, a friend of mine and I were driving, um, and we decided to take a little bit longer drive on our way back from grabbing late night food at Denny's. Um, P.S. Thank you, Denny's, for being open 24 hours. We utilized that a lot in, in college. And She started talking about this desire to get one of those orange blinking lights from the top of one of the construction barrels. It was definitely a status symbol in the college dorms if you had one and something that not a lot of people had. So for whatever reason, at whatever time at night, we started driving around town and we ended up finding a road that wasn't super busy where they'd been doing construction for a long time. And at some point, we came across this folded up construction barrier that kind of snapped together um, as opposed to the big round ones. 
and it was tipped over on the side of the road. It was obviously like it had been broken, it had been run over, and we're like, okay, jackpot. Like they can't use this. It's broken. They're not going to need this. We could just rescue it. Um, and so what we did is we threw the whole thing, the folded up barrier that was all busted and cracked along with the big blinking light and tossed it in the back seat. We started driving. The problem was, is now we had a bright yellow orange light flashing um, in our backseat for anyone to see. And we had to take some of the major roads to get back to the dorm parking lot. So driving at exactly the speed limit, because that's what you do when you're a little bit um, you know, unsure of the legality of things you're doing. Um, you know, I leaned over the passenger seat to try to adjust the emergency beacon, change position in the backseat, but the light kept blaring. You might ask why we didn't throw it in a trunk. Um, she had a truck, so it's really the back seat or nothing. So then my friend swore she saw a cop. Um, did she? I don't know. We'll never know. Um, but that was the moment that I jumped in the back seat, um, took off the dark shirt I was wearing, and wrapped the, thir- the shirt and myself around the light um, for the ride back to the dorm parking lot. So if you had found us at that point or we had been pulled over, I would have been wearing just a sports bra in the backseat of a car, wrapping a blinking light from a construction site with a busted up light in the back of the car. So we successfully got tools and we got the light off, got rid of the damaged evidence. Um, and my friend had her light and she put it in her dorm window and it stayed on for a long time until it ran out of battery and it was there for forever. Um, And so when I think of my car and my driving stories, like these are the kinds of things I think about. We were out and about, we were driving around. Yes, we obviously found trouble, but we also had some fun memories and that's just one of several. You know, we're about 25 years past, so I'm hoping the statute of limitations has run out on that one and thank goodness there were no cell phones back then for proof. But a piece of what driving was, was this carefree, roaming around, spending time with friends, going places, creating these crazy memories. And I'm not advocating for teens to become criminals, but if teens and young adults today are skipping this kind of fun driving with their friends, adventures, memories, and yeah, maybe trouble, you know, what are they missing out on? And so I was curious, what what might be driving these drivers away from getting their license? So when I dug into the research, there were a few things that jumped out at me about this. One was that teens are anxious to drive and that anxiety about what might happen um, when they're driving a car has caused them to walk away from driving altogether, um, which to me is not a great strategy in life. But, um, you know, we had driver's ed training and you learned what might happen when you crash. Um, but what we really focused on was like how to answer all the questions for the test. Like, what do you do when you get to a four-way stop? What do you do if you see a school bus? You know, there wasn't a ton of information about accidents and all of the things that could happen. And so I wonder, because nowadays they have to take so much more training, there's multiple sessions, you know, are they making this out to be too scary or too overwhelming or too focused on all the things that might happen? And yeah, bad things can happen. It's technically true, but bad things could happen anywhere. And I wonder if all of that fear is making kids not want to drive at all. And you've got, you know, a generation that might still have some helicopter parents, you know, the generation that didn't want their kids to take any kind of risks and driving is a risk. So did parents create so much concern and worry that their kids 
projected that onto themselves instead of equipping themselves to handle the responsibility, right? That's the two sides to the coin. Either you project that anxiety so much that they go, okay, I'm not going to do it. Or you project it and go, and if you're going to take on this behavior, I need you to be responsible. And I'm a big believer that by not allowing kids to take risks and potentially fall down, it robs them of the ability to learn how to get back up. And it may be hard for parents to see their kids as responsible enough to drive. I know I've had some friends that have shared that, like, my kid is not responsible enough. They don't pay attention. Um, and maybe we weren't at that age either. Um, and part of it is about helping them get ready for that and knowing that that's a rite of passage that they have to do, especially in certain areas and parts of the country. My second theory is that they have access to things like Uber and Lyft. Okay, so these are amazing. I wish we had them back in my younger days, um, especially so we didn't have to assign a designated driver for the night. Everybody could go out and have fun, um, but we didn't have that back then. And if you look at what it might cost, you know, $10, $12, $13, especially if you split it between a couple of people three, four times a month or even more, um, it is way cheaper than owning a car and paying for gas and insurance and upkeep. So even if you used it multiple times a week, I bet the break even gives you a lot of rides before owning your own car makes sense. Now, it limits some of your flexibility. You have to wait for the rides. You have to pay for each one. So the financials are a little bit different. Um, but that's an option that didn't exist before that exists today. And it's everywhere. And it used to be only in big cities with like taxis and things like that. So when programs like Uber Eats and they started expanding their capabilities, it's no wonder that the amount of younger users on these rideshare applications keeps growing. And research shows that about half of all 18 to 29 year olds use Uber or Lyft on a regular basis. Um, and as these apps continue to increase their rates to pay for drivers, you know, I wonder if that's going to have to change or it's just the math is going to start to look different. But then the cost of cars has also gone up too. You know, Uber also launched an Uber for Teens program so that they can ride under their parents' account. Their parents will pay for it and track it, um, encouraging teens to start using that early. And I think that might be in response to teenagers not getting their own license. My last theory as to why teenagers don't have a license and want to drive and need a car or a car they can borrow is because a lot of them don't have jobs. <laughs> so whether you had your own car or you borrowed your parents' car when they got home from work, we all had jobs in high school. You were either restaurant or you were retail, but that's what everyone did. And everyone worked somewhere and you had to get there. Um, it was usually a mall or a restaurant that was not right by your house. And so I would come home from track or cross-country practice, grab a quick bite, and then I would head over to Sears to do my five to nine shift, two to three nights a week, and 10 to six on Sundays. And the days I wasn't doing that, I was either at a practice or a meet. So I was, most nights and weekends, I had stuff planned every day between my job and sports and studying. And it, it was mostly high school labor on the nights and weekends. So at Sears, especially, they had adults full time kind of covering the day shift. And then, you know, we covered the rest of it. And then the summer, we all worked full time. And I looked that up in 1980, which was a little bit before I was working, but, but not too much. 60% um, of teenagers had jobs. And today it's 20%. So that number has been cut more than half in 40 years. It's like one in five teenagers will have a job. and with starting rates at like 18 to 20 dollars an hour, it is crazy to me that any teenager would not want to take advantage of that. I mean, those rates you could save up for college or a house or a car or whatever you want to do after high school. 
Plus, you have money of your own when you are in high school for outings, adventures, dates, activities. You know, it would be a lot more than what we were able to save up at 502 an hour, which we all, if you could, you worked at Sears because instead of 475, you made 502. And part of working crappy jobs when you're younger is you learn to show up on time and keep your commitments and build that responsibility. And part of that was driving to and from. And unless you walk or ride your bike like Mike Ross from Suits, you probably need to be able to drive to get where you're going in most cities. And so I wonder, you know, are kids today missing out on the idea of building responsibility because they're not utilizing driving for things like a job or whatever else they want to drive to? And by not having to balance work, school, sports, and friends, you know, do they enter adulthood not ready for the responsibilities that are coming at them? And I think most people look at driving at 16 as that first big responsibility that kids are getting. And my fear is if they continue to delay and delay and delay taking on responsibilities, when they get into the workforce, will they be ready? You know, driving a car and the requirements continue to change. Um, and so that delayed driving and may benefit, you know, more mature drivers. But it may also limit the amount of 16 and 17 year olds who can grow up and handle the world without the anxiety and a helicopter parent and balancing all these responsibilities. And so I think driving becomes this microcosm of, you know, when does a kid transition to a young adult? And I always looked at driving as one of those things. So, you know, it was just a curious thing for me. I came across a headline that said, you know, one in five kids have their driver's license. And I went, what? And it was just such an odd thing for me that it sparked digging into why. So I'd be curious to know, when did you first learn how to drive? And what did driving mean for you when you were younger? Did it mean freedom? Did it mean speed? Did it mean getting out of the house? Did it mean hanging out with friends? You know, I'd love to know what you think. If you want to connect with me at curious.kdo at gmail.com or on Instagram at curious underscore kdo. And I thought I'd quote the late, great George Carlin. Um, Have you ever noticed that anybody driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone going faster than you is a maniac? So head out there, find your inner maniac or your inner idiot, and we will see you next time.